Welcome to Be Honest, everyone. Today's show is about what happened and what is next. So what I mean by that is my next guest is someone who is a decorated NBA champion, but he's also someone who had an opportunity to be a part of the Lakers coaching staff, yet he decided he wanted to do what I do, this TV thing. So let me figure out why he did that. I'm talking about Richard Jefferson, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, to be honest, my friend. You could have done anything. You could have been with arguably, not even an arguably, the most storied, beautiful franchise in the history of sports, the Lakers, but you decided to sit here and do this. Why? Yeah, and, and two of my closest friends, Luke Walton, uh, we grew up together. He's the head coach. Uh, Braun, you know, we played the last two seasons, my, two of my last seasons together. Um, just have a tremendous amount of respect. I just, you know, for the first time in my life, and which was kind of scary, is that basketball wasn't a part of my five-year plan. And, you know, I've done so many things, like my road tripping podcast. I've spent, you know, the last couple of summers working for ESPN and coming and doing stuff with you. And, and it was just more of like, I really, really feel like I have an opportunity to be a difference maker in this space. Uh, to, in what way? I think to to give fans an inside look. I think that's the one thing that I learned in my last couple of years in the NBA that fans crave. And there's still limitations to what ESPN or what you know different outlets can give, and they're still trying to do that. But you know, when you can kind of give people that inside look, and for me, I have a small window. I have a small window of three to five years to tell them before hey, you're no longer handsome. No, well, no, because because for some and reason you can't be on TV. Anymore. Yeah, because I've been bald since I was 21, so I've kind of just kind of checked all that okay. off. Like I just gave up, but. No, I just felt like it was the only opportunity that I had to really just give fans like, hey, I was just here. I just played against these guys. I did that. So I just wanted to maximize that. Life. That leads me to say this or feel this. You felt as if people who who left the league, whether it be in it, I'll say NBA because that's where you play. Okay. You felt like they weren't doing their job appropriately. When they just step off the court and then they step on TV, there was something missing. There was a disconnect. What are you providing that others have not? Well, in a, in a very humble but hardworking way, I feel like my position, I feel that I give a, I can paint a very good picture, right? I can paint a very good picture because I was a first round pick. I went to the finals. I was a starter. I averaged 20 points a game. I came off the bench. I was a role player. Like I yeah. was not an everyday player sure. and a locker room guy. So over those 17 years of my career, I just basically did every single role that you could do. I was traded away from a team and I could give all of these experiences. And I think sometimes when you do things for a few years, um, you can kind of paint those pictures that fans, what's it like to be traded? What's it like to be in trade rumors? Everyone sure. can talk about that sure. stuff, but I felt like I was able to kind of give a whole list of things that I've experienced and the people I've played with. Everything you just said, I'm going down my list here, essentially it boils down to you think you're better than everyone. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Like, I, right I, here. There, like, there is no one that is currently working for ESPN <laughs> that I don't think that I'm better than. That's really that's that's really all I want. Thank you. Thank you here, for understanding here, me. Here, he here, says it. It's it. in the notes. Yeah, that's um, it. So then, of course, I have to ask you about one of the most famous, if not infamous, depending on the time of year, uh, players that you have worked with, uh, and that is one LeBron James. Now, y- you all did something extremely special. Yes. Talk to me about that championship in Cleveland. Oh, wow. That championship in Cleveland. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here right now with you is because um, I was able, not only for my own experience, but I also learned so much of what the fans crave. Like, I you know, started doing, you know, little Kev and, you know, we started the podcast and all of that stuff is like 
wait, the fans really crave this inside look of your journey. And yes, you have it with Instagram and Twitter and like people can reach fans, but to give them an inside look into your journey, that's what started kind of, you know, sparking that competitive juices in me, started sparking my brain again. And when they say when you retire, you got to find something that you can wake up every day and And have a motivation and be excited about. And so, yes, we did something special. And when people ask what it's like, the crazy thing about it at this point in time is that no one has ever done that before. So that emotion that we felt, yeah. no one has ever felt that. But tons of people have swept. Tons of people have won championships yeah, back to back. Was... But that comeback, and again, you know, I'm probably going to ride that out for as long as I possibly can for the rest of my life. But it's just something that, like, it was just such a unique experience. All right. Well, to that end, and I got to ask you this. LeBron said uh, on a series that we have on the app, don't you ha me. You knew that was coming. Don't ha me. I'll be honest, Richard Jefferson. He said essentially that made him the GOAT. Let's listen. That one so right there made me the greatest player of all time. For That's so what many I felt. Reasons. I was super, super ecstatic to win one for Cleveland because of the 52-year drought. Like, I was ecstatic. Like, obviously, I showed that, that the first wave of emotion was when y'all, everyone saw me crying. Like, that was all for 52 years. Everything in the sports going on in Cleveland. And then after I stopped, I was like, that one right there made you the greatest player of all time. You know, everybody was just talking how they were the greatest team of all time. Like, it was the greatest team to ever assemble. And for us to come back, you know, the way we came back in that fashion, I was like, you did, you did something special. That's probably one of the only times in my career I felt like, oh, like you did something special. I haven't had really had time to really like sit back and think, but that, that was a moment. That's See this it. is this is my <laughs> what? So my is okay. So now my biggest my biggest thing with this is that he went through a lot when he made the, with the decision. Sure, he went through a lot. Like personally, his family, his kids, his sure. brand. Sure. He went through a lot, and and I think that had something to do with him going back to Cleveland. Like, hey, like I have unfinished business. Sure. And, I think what we were able to accomplish, you know, with him leading the way is part of what led him to be able to go to L.A. and continue to just live the life that he wanted to. But he's worked so hard with his family, his kids, his foundation, so many things to be likable again. Uh Right. And I don't think he ever craves being liked. But I will say this, like. Everyone he, wants to be liked. I everyone, to a certain they, degree, yeah. to a certain degree. There's everyone some people, wants to be liked but I think degree. he he was finally he's finally in that space where people respect him on and off the court. And he, and he and he says this, uh-huh. and I understand the context of what he's saying. And I think the worst part about this is that he's not playing right now. That I think to me, if he was going out there doing 45 and five and five and doing those stuff. He, well, the years I'm about the self-proclaimed growth. That's what I'm saying. The worst part about it is he can't back up this statement in this in this moment right here, right now. Okay, so I, here's my question because I, I have no problem with what he thinks about himself. I okay. feel like everyone should have a healthy self-esteem and believe yeah. that they are the greatest at whatever they do. So Fair. because why are you doing it? Yeah, you think you're the best analyst here at ESPN <laughs> by far. I disagree. Yeah, I, I, by I, far. I think that you are maybe the second best. Well, we well, obviously present. Like you are the vet. Like I will concede to you. Well, yeah, and I'm but an anchor it, you're an analyst. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. you're the second best. Thank you, yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Okay, we're, okay. we're, we're in Is there anybody so better than me at ESPN? Not a chance. Okay. Not good. a chance. Uh-huh. I paid him to say that. Yeah. Um, but here's my thing about him saying that. Tell me what you think. We giggled when we watched it. We did. Why? Because we both know him. We both know him on a personal level sure. and like as a family man, sure. as an entrepreneur. Sure. And you're just like, 
Okay. <laughs> this is what you're. This is what you're saying. Brian, will you sit down? Brian, go sit down. Uh-huh. He's like, uh-huh. like, and that's like, and, and I say that with the utmost amount of respect because it's like, dude, like you should feel that. And like, look, today's For a different. Sure. Don't give me Michael Jordan. 25 years ago saying like, hey, you know, the fans are, this is a different day and age. There's a different a level of confidence. There's a different uh, media scrutiny that comes on athletes sure. and players. So like when MJ said it, it was a very new argument. People hadn't been, who's the greatest of all time. Now you can't walk into any barbershop in the world and not have this conversation, right? On it, Almost on any sport. Who's the greatest quarterback? Who's it? But him saying that is just like, it's like, Bron, I, 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 he's the best player that I've ever seen while I was actually playing basketball. He's sure. the best player. Sure. MJ, again, his his records of perfection. Who's is he? Who's who's the greatest of all time? I, I, I really there. There's arguments for both. I don't think there is. I think Kareem, Bill Russell, uh, Tim Duncan. There's arguments. There, there's arguments for all of them. Who are you picking? If I had to pick one guy to go Let's to call, battle be with, honest. if I had to pick one guy to go to battle with, of all the people that I've seen in my entire Which means life, he's the greatest of all time if, to you. To me, I would not pick another person to go to battle with. So LeBron's the greatest of all time to you. To me, to me, and what I've seen him do over his 15-year career, um, I would not pick another person to go to battle with. Okay. Right, and and again, Jason Kidd. All time. Tim Duncan, all and time. And you played with these guys. Played with these guys. And it's like, look, like, Bron is, he's just different. Now, the reason why we chuckle is because maybe it's just the way it was said. Yes. Maybe it was the context there's of the a self-aware, room. There's a self-awareness that I think makes it like, like, dude, like, yeah. you work so hard to just be likable again, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you do so much and you've done so much for your, it's like in these moments, like, it's just like... Well, he just needed some other people to be there. He did. It wasn't he just his... Like, you sit in a room with your homies. It's like me being like, dude, let me tell you something. I'm the baddest out here. Ain't nobody better and, than me. Yeah. And that one time I did that one interview with Richard, I was the baddest. But by far. Like, yeah, you're killing me on this interview. But there's nothing wrong with that. I want to put that in, in, in context. There's nothing wrong with that. But then you have somebody like Michael Jordan who goes on air and says... 20 years ago. Yeah. But I will say this. I... I think he does believe he's the. I've talked to him recently. I think he thinks he's the greatest. Oh, he, MJ? Yeah, he'll tell. He tell, to now his thing is this. This is his PC thing. Who is that? Is that up for me to say? That's not. Up yeah, for that's me not to MJ. Say. And this is the exactly. thing. Exactly. That's not MJ. Exactly. And, that, and that's a different thing. And that that's why all you idiots out there that want to go and repost MJ, listen to me. <laughs> that ain't MJ. You the same people that want to post this about how humble MJ is. Everyone has a hundred other examples of how he was the most arrogant, yep. trash-talking person in history. Right. Now, that means he's fooled you. My favorite line from uh, Usual Suspects is the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Exactly. MJ believes he is the greatest. And For he sure. has said it in many different occasions on many different ways. Bron said it, and again, because of the scrutiny, it's over the top. Kobe Bryant believes he is the greatest. Oh, don't you better Without a doubt. What, 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 like, Magic no doubt. Johnson believes he's the greatest. Magic Johnson, and, and, this and he won't. And he won't even. He'll say somebody else. But I know Magic he Johnson it. doesn't believe that Kobe Bryant is the greatest Laker. No, he no does way. Does not believe no that. Way. But he, he will said, say that. He will he say says that. It. He says it all the time. <laughs> he says it all the time. But the records show and the numbers show that Magic Johnson was a better Laker than Kareem. Or I mean, Magic Johnson was a better Laker yeah. than Kobe. So. People say things, but yeah. even if they don't believe them, and we know it's not the truth, and right. you and I can sit yeah. here having had conversations right. with Kobe or sure. Bron sure. or Magic or Michael and being like, guys, they all believe they're the greatest. They do. And what they tell us in front of the camera is something totally different. Yeah. So I just, he was, LeBron's ahead of his time in so many different ways. 
And so he felt like it was comfortable and he's gotten to a place where he can say that. However, however, I will say this for him. In terms of being the greatest, he's doing something different. And I think most of us know what that is. It, it necessarily, it doesn't necessarily need to be on the court. It's off the court. Yeah. And so when it's all said and done, we will take into consideration what he's done off the court. He's done some remarkable things. The school, how he feels about the community, uninterrupted. We can go down a list and I am not taking anything from him because he is reinventing the way basketball players should think about well, Game. Not just basketball players, athletes. Athletes, athletes. period. And, athletes, and okay, period. and say, let's do this. Let's do this. He kind of said, he said that that moment in winning that championship made him feel like that was the greatest accomplishment and that made him the greatest. Let's go another layer to Braun and his kind of, like, I can't speak for the man, but let's go to another layer. Sure, you can. I can. But, I was say, I, okay. <laughs> but what I'll say this is this if you look at start to finish yeah. and every accomplishment, on and off the court, show me a person that's had a greater career and in, in, in influence. In, in, but where in, he takes the knock, yes. influence is fine. But where he takes the knock, and you know this, and I need you to be honest, is that it's the consistency. Correct? Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not so much consistency. Give me to what? the give me to the finals, and that's amazing. That's greatest yeah. in it, in that achievement. But who you are on the court, how you lead. People start to knock him for the simple things. When he don't feel like being there, we know he don't feel like being there. When <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, and so he gets these little little knocks, and they're nothing, really. Because, yeah, by no. the way, the decision to me is ridiculous. Of all the things he could have been doing, that's Agreed. not... To me, that but, was but ridiculous he learned, but he to learned, he, learned, he learned a valuable lesson. And not, again, sure. not only him, but also all athletes learned a valuable lesson in that moment. Under We un- understood the impact and the waitress that was making... You know, two hundred dollars a night. When he leaves Cleveland, she's going to make it a hundred bucks a night because the city's not packed and the games aren't packed. So there's an impact that people felt when he left. And I'll give you one more example about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, when he passed away, there was everywhere in the world there were tributes, and all their people are talking about how great he was. And is it? But go back to when he lost he his loved. title. He wasn't loved. This is a Muslim American sure. that talked terrible about the president, sure. that talked terrible about the country, refused to go to war, was risked going in jail, lost his money, lost all this stuff. But literally, how does history remember him? The greatest. The greatest of all time. And undisputed. so it's up for history it's to up, decide. It's up to for history although, to decide. Although he would tell us every five seconds. Every five seconds. Greatest. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like for Muhammad Ali to say that yeah. I'm the greatest and he lost. Yeah. Muhammad Ali wasn't this undefeated sure. champion. So it was, wasn't like, well... You know, so-and-so was undefeated. Okay. So it's just weird. History can decide that. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll have more with Richard Jefferson. This is one of my favorite shows. He's very saucy and sassy. I don't know what that means. But anyway, make sure you're subscribed to Be Honest on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you call man sassy? You can. I have this question for you because you just talked about how he worked so hard to get his equity back with the people to be liked. Not that that was necessarily what he wanted to do, but he had this, he had this adoring darling attitude towards him. People really started to be like, look at this man. I, okay. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate all he's done. However, how was it? However, however, how was it playing with him? Because. Because one of the knocks, and I don't think it's a knock, one of the knocks is it's really difficult playing with somebody like LeBron. Was it difficult playing with Kobe? Was it difficult? Absolutely. Was it and difficult was, playing with Michael? Was, but that it was, was a, known. But, but that's it wasn't known. It wasn't, it wasn't, and, and it wasn't as known, well known with MJ because there was no social media. There wasn't. And if there was, we probably wouldn't treat him the way we do but now. But you hear stories. You would hear of stories. Course, but, you, but I'm saying it's the way we but, remember but you. But are we supposed to not 
acknowledge the fact that if why? you are a historian, okay, if, so if, if you're an historian of basketball and you are a true fan of basketball, you acknowledge the fact that it was hard to play with MJ. Of course. It, it, and Kobe even, because Kobe kind of bridged both gaps. Everyone, you look at the end of Kobe's career, Kobe Bryant was not, they couldn't get a free agent in there. There was a difficult stuff. Everybody talked and, about it. But it wasn't was, his fault. Whose fault? It wasn't Kobe's fault they couldn't get a free agent in there. You I'm not going to take that. You know I'm a Laker fan. You know I'm a Laker fan. I'm not going to let you sit up here and say that you are nonsense. Out of your damn mind. You are, are you it wasn't, no. it wasn't his okay. fault? Answer the question. Why is it hard to play with LeBron? Okay. Wow, Laker fan here. Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Listen, I was born here in LA. I'm a Laker fan. Don't don't dispute me on this. But we're just having an honest conversation. So why is it difficult to play with Bron? And I'll say the difference between him in Cleveland and him now, right? So when he shows up in Cleveland and you have veterans like myself or Channing Fryer or Kyle Corbett or J.R. Smith or, you know, you just have veterans that everyone knows their role. This is who you are. This sure. is what you need to do. Play. You come here to L.A., uh-huh. you have so many young guys that, not that they don't own their role, but they're still trying to learn sure. themselves. Sure. Like, I'm not at 34 years old, 35 years old, when I show up there, hey guys, what do you need me to do? Uh, okay, I, I can handle that. I can handle <laughs> X, Y, and Z. But, you know, Ingram is still growing. Kuzma's yeah. still growing. Yeah. Ball's still growing. Yeah. Josh Carson. All of these guys are still growing. So that that's where it becomes difficult for you to still try and grow to be the best player that you can be with him there. But I don't buy that. It's hard. It's hard to win a championship. It's hard to be great. It's hard to be an all-star. Okay, so it's hard to do all these things. What I'm trying things. to get you to say is that yeah. when you are great, you have expectations. And you have a way in which you like to do things and see things done because you've done it before. Yeah. And so when you hold those people to the same expectations, the same requirements that you put on yourself, you get frustrated when they don't do what you do. Case in point, J.R. Smith. Shall we talk about that? Yes, we can. Game we, one in yes. the finals. Yeah. What are you thinking? And, and what him or what am I thinking him when I was in and I you. was I was him in I was and you in Bristol. And LeBron. I was in Bristol <laughs> watching this game. Right. And it was I was next to Cassidy and I had Karan Butler and uh-huh. we were sitting there watching this game like, oh, wow. But this is the thing. And the, 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 the thing about J.R. Smith. Right. That was one of the big mistakes in, in NBA history and sports history. It happens. But also game seven. Right. We'll go back another year. Game seven. OK. Look at game seven. Okay. We're down, I think, six at halftime. J.R. goes on like an 8-0 sure. run all by himself, sure. gets us sure. back into the game. Right. Sure. This is J.R. Smith alone, sure. his run. Which is why he's in the league. Well, this is why he's in the league. And so it's like, look, J.R. had a moment that in game seven, he had one of the most pivotal moments in that game. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say outside of the block and the shot. Right in the stop. Those three plays. If you look at a moment in the game that was most pivotal outside of those last three plays, the JR moment right out of halftime when we were down six, if they go on a four or five oh run, the game most likely is over. But he has so point is this. JR Smith has had great moments, he's had bad moments. And if you if we want to sit here and say, yo, that was a dumb blunder, it's like yo, Braun had fifty and it was, and he acknowledges it and we all acknowledge it. But no one be- truly, truly believes that like they were super, super underdogs. There was no yeah. I won't say it no been, way. It would have been nice to get that one. Though. It would have been great to get right? that one. And JR has to live with himself every single moment and knowing that mm-hmm. and and that's frustrating. And I wouldn't just put that on just JR. It's like there was a chain of but events that happened. The there. question was Tell me. Can it be difficult to play with LeBron and why? And when someone makes a mistake, no matter how innocent it is, and yeah. even if I've made the same mistake, we're in, in pivotal moments. You said you just said the reason why he's the GOAT is because you would rather go to battle with no one else but him. Yeah. And when it matters, he he's he steps up to the challenge, does he not? What so up? when you are with someone like that and they make that mistake and LeBron is really frustrated and perhaps something happens in the locker room when it's okay. all said and done. Mm-hmm. Perhaps something happens. Okay, so this is what I'll say, right? Perhaps. And I know you, I know, I know how you <laughs> like it because 
you want to talk about Braun, but as a person that loves this game okay, and loves sports and has tell me, changed, give me the purity of changed it. my life, you don't like it when I tell you this, is that it's across history. Jerry West, the logo, uh-huh. said winning is the most important thing to me. If you don't like, if that's not the most, but I'm saying, if that's not the most important thing to you, then you're not going to like being around me. Exactly Exactly. what I'm saying. So what I'm saying, the history has shown us that guys like Braun, guys like guys, uh, guys like Kobe and MJ. I'm not faulting Kobe, Braun, or MJ. I'm cut from the same cloth. Okay, tell them, girl. Tell you. Y'all hear this? Yeah. (laughs) Cut from the same cloth. This is why I'm sitting up here trying to learn from this. What I'm saying is, I like excellence, black excellence, excellence in general. In general. So I'm just saying, I understand why he is the way he is, yes. but I've noticed his friends, people who play with him, talk around it, and I don't think anything is wrong with it. There is the problem with people who don't say that this is what it is. If you don't like winning, don't be around me. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with that. No. And, there, and 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 sometimes we're too much in PR mode trying to protect our friends when we should own what it is. They're ex- LeBron's excellence. Yeah. It's okay it, for him to be tough, someone who's tough to work with. Well, I've that, heard that about myself once or twice. No, and, and, my, and my thing is this, is like, look, as long as long as I know at the end of the day, one of the things I talked about, and I've said this before, Braun is a number one camaraderie superstar that I've ever been around. Sure. Right? When I mean camaraderie, I mean I get it. everyone's at his house for dinner. I know you get it. I'm talking to these people. No, my right? bad. I'm saying everybody, <laughs> everyone, everyone at dinner. Yeah. Hey, everyone, we're going to go out for drinks. Everyone come over to my house. Sure. Hey, this is where we're doing this. Hey, everyone come here. Why does he do that? He wants to build a trust. Sure. He wants to build a brotherhood. He wants to build a relationship with you so that when we're laughing and joking, good or bad, you understand that it's coming from a place of let's be the best that we can be. Because the better you are, the better I can be. The better I can be, the higher my level of greatness goes up. In your yes. opinion, why did Kyrie leave? Ah, oh, wow. I think there was a lot of layers to the Kyrie thing. I don't think Kyrie leaving. Kyrie is... I don't think anything to do with LeBron, but I think that... that no, was, there, no, I no. think there was some of that there. Yeah, some of that. I think there was some of that there. there sure. There's some of that. You know, why Why did... Why was the, the fourth championship the most important one probably to Kobe? Mm. Because he did it without Shaq. Mm. That whole Shaq was the three-time finals MVP. Sure. That whole Shaq was sure. the best player, which he was. If you're going to bring Lakers into it, I'm, I'm obviously bringing going to agree with I'm you. I'm bringing greatness into it. Good we're talking great. about Shaq, Lake, Kobe. Like We're talking about greatness. So that's I'm just giving people examples so you can understand okay. what it is. So, so that's like, why it was so important. That's why that fourth championship right. was so important. And understand, even when, even when he lost in that first final, to Boston, yeah. right? And you had and you had Shaq singing, <laughs> Kobe couldn't do it without me. You know what? He was singing, Kobe couldn't it's do fine. it without me. It's he was fine. singing that because he understood. Now Shaq understood uh-huh. that that hurt Kobe. Right. That that right. dug into him, and they were both battling like who was great. That hurt Kobe, his soul. Uh-huh. That like Shaq is out there singing that Mine Kobe too. couldn't do it without Mine me. Too. Now when it's all said and done, and we all are just great, and they're all happy and stuff, but. As much as Shaq singing that, that made it so that Kobe was like, I, I need to win right. this one. I need to prove not only to the world, but to myself mm-hmm. that I can win a championship without Shaq. Okay. And they ultimately won two more great for him. So it's like, I look at this greatness of, of Kyrie. Kyrie is sitting here like, oh, everyone thinks this is LeBron. Everyone thinks this is LeBron. And I can't speak for Kyrie. But if you're on a level of skill, which he is probably the, he is the He's most bad skilled. boy. He is a bad boy. Bad boy. I Again, that is a man I will go to battle with, obviously. But when you look at Kyrie, Kyrie's going to come from a space of like, I want to prove. I want my own. I want my own. Yeah. Right? And and he, fortunately, he went to an amazing place, mm-hmm. an amazing system, and with an amazing coach, an yeah. amazing young talent around him. 
Okay, so when I think about that and you talk about why he left, I mean, that's just a no-brainer. I think most people know that he was like, look, I want to get from out of the shadow. And it wasn't because I don't like Braun. No, it wasn't that. It was no, because but it's I a just... little bit of, and see, and Kevin, and, and Kevin Durant didn't actually phrase it well, but it's a little bit of he's going to get all of the, the props. And so you have and to be. And all of the blame. And all of the blame, right? So you have to be okay with both, right? And you're okay with the blame, maybe not all of the props. So I understand that. Um, and having said that, and we, we talk about Kevin Durant, I want to make this transition. Um, I I do believe he's leaving. Remember, do you remember when he got mad at Draymond? He's like, man, that's why I'm out. Yeah. Or allegedly mouthed it because we were supposed to say he mouthed it. Yeah. I can't say that he said it for real. I didn't even see it. Somebody show it to me because I'll say it out loud. I just want to see. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll say it. No. But do you think he's leaving and where will he go? And this is the thing, and I and I and I and I firmly believe this. If you look at the if you look at the possible suitors, right, that have cap space, that would be because he's in a space now very similar to like Kobe, very similar to Braun going back to Cleveland, proving that he can win one for Cleveland, very similar to Kobe proving that he needed to win a fourth championship without Shaq. He's in a, a mode of proof. I don't need the Golden State Warriors mm. and Stephen Clay, so I'm in a mode of proof. Mm. So there also has to be there also has to be something there that he can go play with and four and two, right? This is the thing. He goes to the Knicks. Okay, you got Przingis, you got Knox, it's the Knicks, you got something there. Okay, fine. LA, the only thing that I might say about LA is you look at a position, he might get the same type of heat that he got for going to the Warriors. If he goes to the Clippers. Well, I was talking about Lakers because if he's pairing up with Braun, right? So he might get the same. You can go to the Clippers and look, Chauncey and, and Paul Pierce, I don't agree with a lot of the things they say, but one thing that they said was amazing Which is was? that if the Clippers go 82-0 and and win a championship, it's still a Laker town. So, point being is this, if you're going to go there, the same type of quote-unquote maybe insecurity that he might have mm. because of his decision, would he would be playing under the same type mm. of like insecurity playing for the Clippers. Cause it's, it's still so he the should Clippers. stay put? What's your advice say, to him? You're I'll his say agent. This. What if do you, you say? If you had, if you had, if I had to guess, uh-huh. I would say it is 49, 51, 51, 49 that he stays. Mm. Right? I wait, think, wait, wait. Give I, it to me again. It's I think what? it's 51% that he stays. Okay. Because of I this. don't do math. Be- because I, I'm not going to do either. In English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why is because I really feel like when you look at all of the possible situations sure. and the best chance to go, he wins the, cha- I think they're going to win the championship this year. They win the championship this year. He has now tied Braun, right? He's tied Braun. His, his, one of his peers, they are peers. He is tied Braun. If he stays there and he can, let's say he wins five or six. No. Four or five. He's his, now passed. Does his championship have the same weight? His, his, if there are three, does his three championships have the same weight that Braun's? Have. No, no, no. So why no. stay? But it doesn't. But 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 this is the thing. You can just stay. You have more. <laughs> right? You can just say you have more. And he's got. If he has the same number of finals MVPs, and if he had the same number of championships, you just say you have more. Because that's how how will history remember that? Can you say that Magic Johnson's like but championships you... have the same weight as Kobe? Okay, no one so remembers you... that. So we 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 are, are being honest, and we're aware. Uh huh. Pointed out that Katie. Could be sensitive. I don't. So, I don't think that's. I don't. I don't so think you, that's a chance. I think that's an actual fact. That is a fact, and I and <laughs> I believe that because he's tired of hearing that his chips don't matter more than someone else's chips because yeah. of how he got them, he will ultimately need to leave. I and and, and look, I, I, I this is the thing. I agree a hundred percent with your statement. 
But the issue is, do you leave for the sake of leaving? Or do you leave for the sake of trying to change? Understand that Bron, he knew Kyrie was special. Mm -hmm. So he was going to a place with a special guard and with D-Wade. Very similar to every player. Great players have equations. Shaq, he needed another scoring wing. Penny Hardaway, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant. That was the equation for Shaq. Shaq will get you to the fourth quarter, but I need a I need a finisher because he's not a free throw. He's not right. this. He's not a late game guy, even though he's huge in late games. But it's just like there's those little bitty windows where you need right. a monster next to him. Right. And that equation worked. It worked with Penny Hardaway. It worked with D Wade. It worked with Kobe. Ron has a, has an equation, right? He had D Wade and he was like, yo, if I'm going there, this guy Kyrie's sure. a bad little boy. So he fit the equation. They added Kevin Luck. Who Kevin, does Kevin Durant need? Kevin Durant needs a lot, right? And that, no, everyone needs a lot. I mean, I don't know exactly what his equation is because I really truly believe like him and Westbrook, if they played smarter basketball, they, they probably lethal. would have a champ. They would be lethal if they played smarter basketball. And let me give you an example. Westbrook is on pace for a third straight triple double season. And after he did it the first time, he was hands down the MVP. He did it the second time. He wasn't even in the conversation. He's doing it a third time, and people are like, "Man, is he an all? Is he a first team All NBA guy? <laughs> you can average a triple double and not be a first team All NBA guard. Yeah, like that, that. That just lets you know, like, eventually, like, I don't know what him and Kevin Durant could have accomplished. It would have been I do, special. But I do know. That those two players together, if they if their basketball IQ would have been as a whole, not individually, they both have outstanding basketball IQs. If as a whole, if they would have played smarter basketball, they were up three one against the Warriors with home games, right? And again, Clay Thompson goes does his, but anyways, we can go on. We, we can go on forever. forever All right, they're telling me I got to wrap because you're obviously hogging the conversation. I'm sorry. Like, as a guest, you came on here and you're talking. Well, it's it's beyond. It's, my name is at the top. What is that? Isn't the top? What is that? It's, it's all about you. Well, my name's not in cursive though. That's the problem. My name's not in cursive. That's the that's the problem. If my name was in cursive, then then that's that's actually her signature. Okay, that's Everybody. actually it, everyone. I will say this. This is why, I, and I'm not I'm not joking. I said this about you before. You are very special at what you do. Thank you. Here at ESPN and from elsewhere, you. and you know that you have it. Thank you're you. trying to do the humble thing. You're I doing am, the no, MJ. But here you're doing the MJ. But hearing thing. it from you're doing the MJ thing. But that's like that's, go. But that's like MJ giving someone the vote of confidence. Okay, right. Well, if MJ go. sees somebody <clears throat> and they're like, yo, MJ, yo, you're, you're doing well. Keep going. All right, we gotta go. But I want to do quick, quick pro quote. Let's go. Or quote, as they say. Um, MVP as of now. As of now, Houston fans were killing me. James Harden has gotten himself to the spot. I you still, said he wasn't. I said he wasn't. I legitimately said he wasn't. This was, again, prior to his next few games of, of, of his dominance because they were so terrible the first third of the season. I don't care what any of you Rockets fans see, and you guys were all scared and tripping. I think uh, right now, I think it's from this point on, from this day forward, whoever has a better season between him, Kawhi, and Giannis, I think he's closed the gap. So now he's on par with those three guys. Whoever finishes the last season's over know, right now today. Wh- Today? You gotta pick one. Ah, oh, well, geez. Uh, I'm gonna go with Giannis. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna go with Giannis. Gonna and, kick you and out. I'm gonna go with Giannis, and then I'm gonna say James Harden second. I think Kawhi's kind of slowed down a little bit, but those would be my Who guys. comes out of the East? Who comes out of the East? Uh, I, I still think Boston. I think Boston comes out of the East. I think these guys, I think this is an 82 game dress rehearsal for them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the champion, you said earlier. Golden State Warriors. No questions asked. If they're healthy, I always try and say all things being equal. If all things being equal, I don't see a team, and I'm not talking about the addition of Boogie, which sure. is going to be a whole nother, whole nother thing. With the addition of Boogie, that's different. Just that team, if they are healthy, 
No one beats them. If they're healthy. Best NBA analyst at ESPN. Um, what? In-game? On-air, analyzing, giving opinion. I'll say this. I'll say Jalen Rosen. Why? Because Jalen. No, no, no. And, I'm, and, I, and I, I've said this. I, I have. I have so much respect for Jalen because he has so many jobs. Okay. He's going doing Jalen and Jacoby. He's doing Get Up, which I sub for him every time he's gone. I Thank thought you, for you were the best. Well, I, I, I'm just you know outside of present company, obviously, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Outside of present company, right? It's so I gotta, Jalen, and then it's you. Well, yeah. If, if, if yeah, yeah. I just think Jalen has so many jobs, and I have so much respect for how hard he works. I have literally patterned my first year and how wow. hard I want to work after Jalen. Jalen, here he comes is what he's saying. He's on your heels. Watch your back. Yeah, man. He's the MJ. I'm the Kobe trying to chase his record. Ah, uh, here we go. Yeah, Get yeah. that one over Jordan. That um, one over Jordan. Richard Jefferson, thank you so much for being on Be Honest. You're really a great guest. Thank and you. Too bad you're biased against my Lakers. But other than that, you're welcome back. And perhaps you might be a Lakers coach one day. High five. I would never be a Lakers coach one day. Oh. Ever. But I will come back on your, at on your show. At him, Lakers face. They don't want me. Laker they don't Nation, do not want him. me. Luke right. is doing just fine. Yeah. Keep him. <laughs> Again, just to confirm, he has no ambitions of being a part of the Lakers coaching staff. I, I, I don't understand why, but whatever. I think he'll be great on this side of the mic. Uh, I'm hoping that you appreciated this edition of Be Honest. It was really good. And you can call a guy sassy and saucy. See you next week.